This is the Sweet Bites with Sandra podcast. Do you know what your brand's signature style is? Well, I got you covered. Take the 60 second style quiz on our website at collegeofstyle.com forward slash style dash quiz. Once you're done, you'll get a breakdown of who your style icon is, a very cool discount code on working with me and College of Style to help bring out what your signature style is and make it work for you. So visit our website today at collegeofstyle.com forward slash style dash quiz to take the quiz now. You're listening to Sweet Bites with Sandra with your host, Dr. Sandra Colton Medici. Follow on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter at Dr. Sandra Colton Medici. You can listen to select episodes of the podcast live on Fireside and learn about upcoming course announcements, coaching programs, working one-on-one with Sandra, and new template releases by visiting collegeofstyle.com. Find digital marketing strategies and social media updates on Sandra's Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash College of Style. Join Sandra on TikTok, Pinterest, and Twitter at College of Style and subscribe today to Sandra's newsletter. It's called Link in Bio and you can find it on LinkedIn to learn more about links that make you click. This is your personal invitation to join Sandra's community at collegeofstylecommunity.com today. Hi, I'm Sandra, and I'd like to invite you to subscribe and listen to my new podcast, Sweet Pipes with Sandra. Satisfy your entrepreneurial sweet tooth in each episode full of digital business tips, inspiring interviews, asides from my entertainment career, and rewards to celebrate your sweet success. Find Sweet Bites with Sandra on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Thank you so much for joining me on episode 69 of the Sweet Bites with Sandra podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sandra Colt Medici, and I'm so excited about my guest today. I have so many questions, and she is here to answer them all about artificial intelligence and emerging technologies. Her name is Dr. Jamila Amimer, and you should not miss this interview. So stay tuned. Something happened on the way to the internet. <laughs> yes, Instagram is doing away with IGTV, and TikTok is extending their format to 10 minutes. So what does that mean for your content plan? Typically, I would say start with long form content and then repurpose for whatever duration the social media platforms are featuring at the time. That will enable you to have your long form piece of content and not worry about just creating content for three minute cycles or 10 minute cycles or YouTube shorts or whatever it is of the moment. You will have your long form piece of content and be able to repurpose it for whatever feature they are highlighting at the time. So let's get straight into the interview. I'm so excited to be bringing you this interview that we actually held on a LinkedIn audio event recently. And there are so many questions that I have for you. So thank you so much for joining me, Dr. Jamila Amime. Let's get right into it. How do we really apply artificial intelligence into our business strategy? The adoption rate of AI in the business has been uh, increasing over the last few years at uh, you know, uh, uh, a very, very high uh, rate. Gartner, I think, estimated the adoption rate increase by something around 300%. So there are like a lot of businesses, you know, basically adopting and catching up, you know, uh, the, what we call the AI train. And the way uh, you can use AI in business is um, it's very diverse. So you can use AI to reduce your cost. 
and I'll be giving examples. And you can use AI to uh, to reduce your risk, to improve your margins, to uh, improve your customer satisfaction. So there are a lot of areas uh, that AI can help with. So for example, if I give you, if you are like in the financial services or the banking sector, we know that the banks right now, they're using AI in uh, several ways. So one way they're using it is to uh, predict fraud, you know, fraudulent transaction. So they're using AI and uh, in in particular machine learning to predict. So me, Jamila, if I'm going to use my, uh, you know, uh, car to buy something at a retail place, and I'm just about to hit my cart, then the, the, the bank's algorithm or the bank's machine learning AI technique will be then used to decide whether to approve or to decline my, uh, my transaction. And the way they're going to do it is based on what AI is going to predict. So AI is very good at identifying patterns. So they will look kind of the AI model or machine it's going to look at my profile. So what is Jamila profile? What is her spending habits? Where does she spend? What's the, uh, you know, the amounts, uh, you know, uh, she, she spends too. But that's not enough. It's also going to compare me to all the group of people who have similar profiles. And based on all that data, then it will make a decision whether to approve or, you know, decline my transaction. You can also find, for example, AI used uh, in by uh, streaming uh, uh, providers. So, for example, Netflix, and I think a lot of people use uh, uh, Netflix. So, uh, the angel recommendation, those movies that have been recommended to you, they're being recommended, to, you know, uh, using an AI engine. So, that AI machine will look again at your profile, the kind of movies you've already watched in the past. They will look at a group that have a similar traits or characteristics to you. And based on all data, they will then, you know, uh, uh, recommend uh, a movie for you to watch. Um, you can also find AI used by business uh for uh marketing uh, and sales so uh, if you're like selling a product or you're selling the services ai can help you target and reach the right uh, audience so by knowing kind of like my profile and my characteristic then uh you know sales and marketing companies you know they can then tailor their messaging and personalize their marketing campaign to much exactly what I'm looking for and that's obviously then um, improve the conversion rate you know and increase sales for for businesses so there are a, a lot of ways on how businesses are currently uh, using AI I love all of your examples because they are so relatable whether it's making a transaction at a you know point of purchase like at the at the grocery store or it's the Netflix recommendations I think everybody has seen some you know something that says you have watched this movie and then there's like three next movies that you know you would most likely 86% of people who watch this movie have watched this other movie right so it's it's giving you the data in addition to the recommendations I was looking at a recent article that you had put onto LinkedIn where you're talking about what's coming up for 2022 you talked about AI and automation AI the internet of things which I want you to go into a little bit and 5g conversational AI AI and cybersecurity, low-code AI and responsible and trustworthy AI I know that 
in a lot of what I have read about you, you've you've really been a champion for AI for good. So can you talk about just two things next, which is what exactly is the Internet of Things? Because I, I know that people might not understand what that means. And conversational AI, how are we going to be seeing more of that in 2022? That's a great question, Sandra. Thank you. Uh, so maybe if I focus mainly on the two ones you raised, you know, uh, the uh, Internet of Things and uh, the conversational AI, uh, uh, you know, in the beginning. So the Internet of Things, which we refer to as like IoT, so that refers basically to the um, to the millions of devices. So we are talking about, you know, the speakers, you know, the Alexas, we are talking about cameras, we are talking about sensors, we're talking about all those gadgets that we have both at home, but we also have it about, you know, in companies, at industrial, you know, places and so on. And the idea of the Internet of Things is we have all those devices that are connected to the Internet. So the, the idea is, you know, using all those devices and connecting them to the internet and then using kind of like trying to get like some insights that like those uh, you know gadgets uh, uh, you know have because those gadgets for example cameras they're recording uh, Alexa you know the speakers they're recording the voice the cameras they're recording the pictures the sensors there may be some temperature sensors they're recording temperature you have you know millions of gadgets they're recording the, you know a whole set of things so the idea is if we get all those devices connected through the internet and can we make sense of the the, the data and you know uh, make insightful uh, decisions based on that uh, you found uh, the IoT uh, use a lot for example if you are a business who does manufacturing so if you are a manufacturer of cars maybe you know you have like big machines and you have robots and you have like sensors you know kind of like uh, detecting different kind of uh, parameters so you want to use that for example and then if you have all that data you can then use ai to analyze the data so for example one um, useful thing for manufacturers is to know when their equipments are going to break down so if you have all those sensors sensing different things about your machines in the factory ai can then start analyzing the data and try to predict for you next time when is certain equipment is likely to uh, to break down and that's a very useful information for manufacturers because then they can do something about it they can kind of you know uh maintain it in such a way that it's not going to break down and thus they will you know by doing so they're going to avoid a lot of uh, costs can find the same thing so for example take a, a personal example you know if you have uh, those uh, type of amazon gadget where you have a temperature in the room that sensor measure the the, the, uh, the temperature room but it's also linked to for example the air conditioner so kind of it knows when the temperature goes to a certain uh, level then it will put the, the air conditioner uh, on and off that's kind of uh, a kind of like iot but if you add to it ai then kind of ai by running those machines it's going to to learn a little bit more about jamila because kind of like ai will start knowing at what time jamila comes to home and at usually what time she wants to you know have some 
you know, cool air. So kind of all those data could be, you know, analyzed in a way of one is saving, uh, you know, energy and cost, but also in a way to make kind of my lifestyle or my life easier. Because if the machine knows that at a certain point I'm going to come home, it may decide to put like the aircon for me uh, just before that. So it's kind of using all this data that sits within those gadgets and within the, those devices to make uh, better, uh, better decisions. And obviously 5G, because you mentioned the 5G element, 5G is just going to make the power of IoT with AI more powerful because 5G will enable that data transfer and data communication between the the devices, you know, um, speedier and much easier. I love all of your examples. I'm just going to interrupt really quick because... I, I sure. think that it's ta- I, AI, in your example, takes a little pressure off of people who live with you for doing things for you, <laughs> um, you know, because if, if AI is, uh, you know, constantly, um, you know, aggregating the information and learning more about your preferences, your likes, your dislikes, all of that, it can help you. What is the opposite side of that uh, before getting into conversational AI, you know, what is the opposite of, of maybe it learning too much about you? Yeah, so that obviously down, uh, you know, kind of like uh, the, for each technology, that is the pros and the cons. It's all uh, how, uh, you know, you use it. So kind of the negative point around AI, and it's all to do with uh, security, privacy, bias, and, you know, ethics. So obviously, it's good that AI can handle that a huge, uh, you know, set of data and make sense out of it in, you know, in a positive way. But the negative bit, if if the technology is not properly implemented, i.e., we haven't thought about okay, so now this machine or this company who holds kind of that has a whole data array, you know, about myself, about Jamila. How are they, you know, conserving the, you know, the, that data? You know, what is kind of their privacy, security policy? Is my data safe with them? So it's all about kind of, you know, are they putting all the mechanism, you know, to safeguard the, this data? Because this data, at the wrong hand, it becomes very, very distressful because they can do so much kind of like, you know, uh, in a, you know, bad things about it because they would know exactly your profile. They know kind of, you know, your behavior, the, the time maybe you go to home or, you know, you put a certain uh, app on. So there is kind of that uh, privacy safety. And it's not just for people, it's also for businesses. So it's all about kind of putting the safeguards and putting kind of like, you know, uh, you know addressing all those, uh, those uh, uh, issues. Another aspect is uh, bias, uh, and I'll give you an example. So, well, the bias doesn't necessarily come from AI itself. The bias comes from the data and from the people devising those algorithms, those AI models. There is a famous example of a recruitment tool uh, that was devised by uh, Amazon to help with with the recruitment process. And what they found out after implementing it and applying it is that the tool was uh, favoring for the same roles and the same qualification was favoring the technical roles for men versus women. So women were at a disadvantage. And uh, one of the the things around 
AI is that it looks at the past to predict your future. So if your past is going to be very, very different from your future, then you're more likely to have a problem. So if you look at the recruitment, I don't know, in the, the 1940s, in the 1920s, you know, in kind of like in, in previous, uh, you know, uh, you know, decades and centuries, the recruitment uh, profile, you know, um, especially among, you know, taking gender into consideration has changed a lot. So for example, in the past, most doctors, used to be men compared to women almost nurses you know would have been women versus men uh, you know today the, you know we've seen that you know job you know profiles and you know has changed a lot through time so using AI mainly to look at the past to project your future we know if the you know the past is not a good representation of your present or your future then it is a problem. And it's only a problem if you don't acknowledge that there is a problem. So, for example, if I know that uh, data in recruitment is biased because the way people, you know, were recruited a century ago is very different from from nowadays, then you know there are like things you can do about you know to, to try to address the, that bias. So there is uh, there are also all other examples. For example, with Facebook adverts, where uh, there are certain type of jobs that will show uh, you know to women. Uh, they they tend to have like you know women kind of characteristic and they're like other jobs that wouldn't even show to women women just based on their uh, gender um so those are kind of like the the issues around ai you know you have addressed the privacy you know the security the ethical use the the bias I love all of your examples because they are so real world. What about conversational AI in 2022? So conversational AI, just to explain what is it, it's basically we are talking about um, voice recognition. Uh, so we've seen kind of with, uh, you know, with COVID and, you know, people working virtually and even here, you know, we're having an audio chat, you know, so it's only audio. There have been an increase in the audio, you know, type of uh, applications. So we're talking about the ability, the same thing of, you know, chatting or having um, a virtual uh, assistant, but only through voice recognition. So this is conversational AI. We have an AI that can talk to us and can help us with, uh, so if I go to the bank uh, online website, there will be uh, an AI voice that will talk to me, for example or through the phone or, or so we are talking about so AI conversational AI is really going to boom uh, going forward um, there were already a lot of uh, vendors and application in this space but it's just about to go even deeper uh, and you know bigger uh, you know in, in this space so we are talking about the ability of uh, using voice recognition even kind of for example if you use the Amazon Alexa that's voice recognition that's conversational AI so we will see a lot of those application uh, especially in businesses that have uh, customer support and customer service centers where they have to do to chat a lot with people uh, we will see that there will be a lot of instances where you dial a number and you you will be talking to 
to AR rather than uh, a human being. But the humans will be always in the loop because kind of you can have different levels of escalation. So maybe the first escalation is with the AI and it will try to filter, you know, your request or your inquiry. If I'm, you know, calling my PT, you know, my phone provider uh, about something wrong with my phone, and maybe first talking to an AI uh, chatbot uh, who will try to filter whether uh, my inquiry, whether it is urgent, whether it's not urgent, what kind of uh, inquiry, is it a technical one, is it uh, a commercial sales one? So uh, there could be a filtering uh, level one done by uh, AI, and then the next one will be then, you know, depending on the nature of the inquiry, it can then escalate it to a proper human uh, person who will then talk to you. But that filtering mechanism is very, very important because it can prioritize which call should go to the human first because that's the most important call. That's fascinating um, on so many levels and I know that there's when I have done a lot of Twitter spaces and, and different things like that the, yes. the problems that come that arise I think are for the accessibility side of things so have you really come into any conversations about how accessible is AI technology for people who are not able to read or able to hear? I mean, how are people developing those those um, accessibility features for, you know, whether it's conversational AI or, or whatnot? Yeah, that's a very good question. So I think kind of with technology, the aim of it is to make our life, uh, you know, uh, better. Um, so there are like some application that, uh, you know, has been, uh, you know, devised exactly for that purpose, you know, especially, you know, if we're talking about like the, uh, you know, people with disability, how can we make their life, uh, you know, easier than, you know, the uh, what they had uh, in the past. So obviously voice you know, uh, and conversational uh, AI is one big thing, you know, for the people maybe, you know, that uh, cannot uh, speak and so on. But there are other applications, for example, uh, to do with, um, so I don't know if you've seen it, there is an application that use uh, a Google, uh, a type of Google Glasses, but then with AI with it, so you have spectacles or glasses, and you have like a stick that, you know, uh, visually impaired people use, and that stick with the glass in AI will try then to detect uh, for the, the person, you know, the object. So it will tell, oh, you know, at your right, there is a table. At your left, uh, you know, there is something else. Or if they're crossing the road. So nowadays, there is this type of uh, AI application that can help, uh, you know, visually impaired, uh, you know, people to hopefully, you know, the, you know, to make their life easier so they can go around and so the computer vision, you know, in the, the glass will be looking at the objects and AI will analyze that and it will tell the person by voice, uh, you know, be careful ahead of you, there is something, you know, you need to move either right or, or, or left. So those type of application they are and usually they come under the, the heading of uh, AI for good. I love that. And what exactly, just in the last kind of few minutes, what exactly are you working on? Or I, I don't know if you can tell us all of that. Um, but uh, what are some of the things that you're excited about learning more about? Because I know you take all of this data and it's so complex and you make it so digestible for businesses and put strategies behind how people can implement AI for good, obviously, and, and to a new technology. So what are you currently focused on and working on and excited about for 2022? Uh, my 
job, you know, my main mission is to help businesses apply AI. So that's kind of my main uh, mission. And it could be small businesses or like bigger businesses. And the way I help them is through four different things. Uh, One is providing AI education. And I'm very, very passionate about education. So kind of, uh, you know, at my company, Masters Global, we offer, uh, you know, master classes and executive training for uh, business leaders to understand what is AI. And by the way, I also have uh, in LinkedIn a newsletter called AI for Business Leaders. In each week, I'll show how AI has been used in a, in a specific sector. A uh, second one is around an AI strategy. So once a business wants to apply AI, they really don't know what to start. And this is where the strategy comes uh, very hand, uh, you know, handy because you know to know kind of like uh, where to start, how to go about it. If there are like half a dozen of ways you can apply AI, which one is going to add the most value? So this is all part of the AI strategy. Then there is the tech uh, capabilities. Obviously, at my company, you know, we have the capabilities to build those AI tools. And then the lastly is also uh, advising and helping uh, investors. So investors and VCs who are interested in AI, but because of the AI hype, you know, it's very difficult which one to invest in and which one not. So uh, I help with, you know, uh, the AI trends, what are the most promising companies, but also doing due diligence of AI startups. So those are the kind of like the pillars I can uh, usually help uh, with. And uh, yeah, very passionate about the AI education element. I I am fascinated and I think we could go on and on and on. I'm so grateful to you for um, spending some time. Thank you so much, Dr. Jamila, for being with us today. Thank you, Sandra. Did you know that we have a secret tools page on my website? (laughs) Well, I guess it's not so secret anymore. If you go to collegeofstyle.com forward slash tools, you will see the exact software. It's called Interact that I created my style quiz with. So there's affiliate links on that page, just an FYI, but all of those different mechanisms, those systems, those tools on that page are going to help you up-level your business. I would not put any one of those on there if I didn't think that it was great and would help you move the needle on your business. So check it out at www.collegeofstyle.com forward slash tools and tell me, send me a message, which one have you tried and how do you like it? I always want to know what's working for you and your business, and I will see you on the next one. If you would like to sponsor an episode of Sweet Bites with Sandra, make sure to send an email to info at sandracoltamedici.com. Include in the subject line, be a sponsor.